Back in the 1960s, there was a famous essay by a Jewish rabbi, Joseph Soloveitchik. It was called The Lonely Man of Faith. He uses as a starting point for his reflection two differing accounts of the creation of man in the book of Genesis. In the first account, God creates Adam and Eve and says to them, or it says, God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fertile and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and all the living creatures that crawl on the earth. In the second account, God creates man first, but recognizes it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So God creates the woman from the rib of Adam, who upon being presented to her, exclaims, This one at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Rabbi Soloveitchik's thesis is that the presence of these two differing accounts is purposeful. They are meant to point us to two competing conceptions of life that are ever-present in our nature. The first, formed by God's command to to fill the earth and subdue it, points us to the achieving competitive and acquisitive nature of the human person. It points us to the self that seeks satisfaction, honor, and glory in external things. It's the never-ending quest for achievement. The second concept of self is formed by the quelling of Adam's heart when he sees Eve. This one at last. This self is oriented towards transcendence and communion, the impulse that finds its end in love and a sense of sacred purpose. It doesn't measure itself by worldly achievement, but but, but by a kind of inner peace. The rabbi calls the person in whom the first self-concept predominates an Adam one kind of man or woman. They're the go-getter, the achiever, the person playing by the world's rules and winning at it. By contrast, the person who is formed more by the second concept he calls an Adam two type of person. In the words of David Brooks, Adam too lives by an inverse logic. It's a moral logic, not an economic one. You have to give in order to receive. You have to surrender to something outside of yourself in order to gain strength within yourself. You have to conquer desire in order to get what you crave. Success leads to the greatest failure, which is pride. Failure leads to the greatest success, which is humility and learning. In order to fulfill yourself, you have to forget yourself. In order to find yourself, you have to lose yourself. In the Gospel reading, Jesus transposes the Adam 1 and the Adam 2 type of person. The first does the work that is requested of him, plowing the fields and tending to the animals. But then he immediately expects his reward. He expects to be invited to the master's table to share in the banquet. He has given his input and now he expects the output. The second, by contrast, does the work that's expected of him, but humbly recognizes the smallness of what he's done, that he's only done what's been expected. He is an unprofitable servant. His response to the master is not a demand to join the party, 
but acknowledgement of the further tasks that he needs to do. He's not seeking to shed the role of servant, but rather to embrace it, to find fulfillment in it. It's easy to imagine, of course, that Adam one would be the kind of person that you would find outside the life of faith, the person who believes that humility and contrition are for suckers, the worldly man or woman for whom money is the goal, for whom success excuses all faults, and who believes that prayer would be a waste of his or her valuable time. It's the kind of character that Christianity immediately rails against. But even those who would would avowedly call ourselves faithful Catholics can fall victim to this sense of self when we try to seek after holiness by external markers, when we try to count our faithfulness by the number of prayers that we recite or by the things that we believe or condemn or even by the good works that we do, when we see God's love as a reward for whatever it is we feel that we have offered up to him. But on the day of judgment, all of us will be forced to admit, I am an unprofitable servant. The Adam one type of man will try to plead his resume of accomplishments, whether they are worldly or spiritual, but it won't work. By contrast, the Adam two type of person will know that he has only one thing to offer God. He knows that this is the only currency that will be accepted in heaven, and that is his love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.